Hello, everybody, and welcome back to episode 28 of Lady in Black. I'm Danielle. And I'm McKenna. So as promised, today's episode is going to be lighter, (laughs) a lot lighter. Um, I needed a break. I know you needed a break. And I figured that most of our listeners would probably also need a break. I think so. I Uh, think we're all on the same page. Just like take take a week off a little bit. Yeah, for sure. So that being said, today we are going to be talking about a cryptid, and not just any cryptid. We are going to be talking about Bigfoot. I'm so excited. (laughs) I love talking about Bigfoot. He, well, they are like one of my favorites because I also just fully believe in them, but we'll get into it. Okay. Well, we don't know each other's stances on Bigfoot, so. Oh, shit. We don't. We've never talked about it. I'm curious to see how this is going to go. Okay. So Bigfoot, a.k.a. Sasquatch, is a large ape-like creature that is really only seen in the forests within North America, so Canada and the United States. There have really not been any sightings outside of these two places. Gotcha. There are similar creatures, though, throughout the world, but our version is rooted in indigenous mythology. I mean, makes sense. Yes. So on the Tool River Indian Reservation in California, there's petroglyphs from the um, Yokuts on a rock called Painted Rock that actually depict a family of Sasquatch. Oh, interesting. I didn't know that was a thing. Yes. And the largest of the glyphs was called Hairy Man, and the paintings are between 500 and 1,000 years old. That's insane. Super old. So during the 16th century, Spanish explorers and Mexican settlers in California were constantly telling tales of Los Los Vigilantes Oscuros, or Dark Watchers. And these Dark Watchers were large, hairy creatures who would wander their camps at night. No, thank you. (laughs) No. So a French Jesuit priest that was living in what is now Mississippi with the Natchez in 1721, spoke of stories of hairy creatures in the forest that would scream and steal livestock. And the name Sasquatch comes from an adaptation of the British Columbia tribe Halkomelum, um, their word to describe the creature. Interesting. So okay. it's fucking old. Yeah, seriously. Um, so an ecologist named Robert Pyle... He has argued that the that most cultures actually have accounts of human-like giants in their folk history, and he believes that that's them like expressing a need for some larger-than-life creature. And all of the languages of these Native American tribes have their own name for the creature, um, and many names mean something along the lines of wild man or hairy man. Um, and other names describe common actions that it is said to perform, such as eating clams or shaking trees. So um, Chief Michelle of um, a tribe in British Columbia told a story to Charles Hill Tout in 1898. So like these stories are fucking ancient. Yeah, I mean, they're they've been around a while. Like you have like thousand year old pictures Chiefs telling stories in the 1890s, like, people have experienced this. So another 
um, tribe told stories of these shape-shifting creatures that protect the forest. And their word was Saskets, which means hairy man in their language. So it's definitely a common theme for yes. all of these religions to have a very similar Not just like religions, but like tribes. Yeah. So, yeah, they all like in Native American folklore, there's so many. Um, there's like, they're all similar and then they kind of have like different side stories depending on the tribe. So like one tribe claims that they're a nocturnal race and children were warned against saying the names so that the monsters would not come and carry them off to eat them. Um, the Iroquois tell of an aggressive hair-covered giant with rock-hard skin known as Otneyarhe or stone giant. Um, and in 1847, Paul Kane reported stories by the natives about skookums, which are a race of cannibalistic wild men living on the peak of Mount St. Helens in southern Washington. And in this exact location in 1924, there was a violent encounter between a group of gold prospectors and a group of what were called ape men. I don't like that. <laughs> I don't like that at all. That's terrifying. They're just trying to protect their land. I get that, but it's still terrifying. So, U.S. President Theodore Roosevelt, Teddy Roosevelt, wrote in his 1893 book, The Wilderness Hunter, a story that he was told by an elderly mountain man named Bowman. And he told of this foul-smelling, bipedal creature that ransacked his beaver trapping camp, stalked him, and later became hostile when it finally uh, or when it fatally broke his companion's neck near the Idaho-Montana border. That's insane. Yep. That's crazy. And Roosevelt noted in the book that Bowman appeared fearful while telling him the story. And he attributed the trapper's folkloric German um, ancestry to have been kind of an influence. So now we're not even just adding in like all of the stories through without like throughout the US with like the tribes, but like there might be something similar in Germany. Jeez. This is <laughs> that's that's insane that something can be so similar in so many different regions. Yeah. So a reverend named Elkana Walker um in 1840 was a Protestant missionary who recorded stories of giants among natives living near Spokane, Washington. And these giants were said to live on and around the peaks of the nearby mountains, and they would steal salmon from the fishermen's nets. Your face right now. I'm just trying to, like, I'm processing because there, it's just, there's a lot of stealing involved, which is very rude. Like, I get it, but I it's mean, very rude. But if they were there first, we're stealing their shit. True. So, it's fair. I mean, that is fair. It's fair. So, in... 1958, Jerry Crew um, was a logging company bulldozer um, operator in Humboldt County, California. He discovered a set of large 16-inch human-like footprints sunk deep within the mud of the Six Rivers National Forest. So he told his coworkers 
and a lot of them started to talk about how they've seen similar tracks on previous job sites, as well as telling of odd incidents such as an oil drum that weighed 450 pounds being moved without explanation. So the logging company men soon began utilizing the term Bigfoot to describe the culprit. And crew, who initially believed someone was playing a prank on them, once again observed more of these um, footprints and contacted a reporter, um, Andrew Gonzoli of the Humboldt Times. And Gonzoli interviewed lumber workers. He wrote articles about the mysterious footprints. He included the name Bigfoot. So that was like the first introduction of the name Bigfoot. And... He also told of the tracks, like the local tales of large, hairy, wild men. So then people just kind of grouped Sasquatch Bigfoot into one being. Um, however, they found out that this was a hoax. I mean, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. But what are the details? So in 2002, the family of Cruz deceased um, co-worker Ray Wallace stated that their father had been secretly making the large footprints with carved wooden feet and that he was actually responsible for the tracks. And despite the family's statement being like, hey, sorry, that was our fucking dad. <laughs> the um, Humboldt County are still co- like Humboldt County is still considered to be um, the Bigfoot capital of the world. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Interesting how they kept that even after this was kind of revealed as a hoax. Yeah. Yeah. So according to Live Science, there have been over 10,000 reported Bigfoot sightings in the continental United States. And about a third of the claims of Bigfoot sightings are in the Pacific Northwest. The remaining sightings um, spread just throughout the rest of North America and most reports are considered mistakes or hoaxes, even by those who claim that Bigfoot is like exists. And the like key places that it's seen are Washington, Oregon, Northern California, and British Columbia. But there's also sightings in rural areas of the Great Lakes and the southeastern United States. So breaking it down by numbers, um, in 2019. The Bigfoot Field Researchers Organization created a data, um, database, and they reported over 2,000 sightings in Washington. Um, in California, there was over 1,600. Pennsylvania had over 1,300. New York and Oregon had over 1,000. And Texas has just over 800 sightings. So the debate over the legitimacy of Bigfoot sightings kind of reached its peak in the 1970s. And since then, people have not, like, seen it as much. Um, And that is when at first, in the 1970s, is when it was first, like, widely popularized in American culture. Gotcha. Okay. So, the alleged behavior. Um... A lot of researchers think that Bigfoot will throw rocks as um, a display of, like, territory or as a form of communication. Um, Other behaviors include audible blows um, struck against trees, which they call wood knocking. 
And um, skeptics argue that these behaviors are easily hoaxed. And additionally, structures of broken and twisted foliage seemingly placed in specific areas have been attributed to some Bigfoot behavior. So in some reports, lodgepole pine and other small trees have been observed bent, uprooted, or stacked in patterns such as like weaved or crisscrossed, which makes some people theorize that they are potentially territorial markings of Bigfoot. So in Washington state, a team of amateur Bigfoot researchers called the Olympic Project claimed to have discovered a collection of nests, and they had primatologists study them with the conclusion being that they appeared to have been created by a primate. So most alleged sightings occur at night. Um, So a lot of people believe that the creatures might possess nocturnal tendencies, but experts find such behavior, like they just don't really think that that's probably it um, because... It's not common for ape, ape ape-like creatures, human-like creatures to be nocturnal. No, not at all. It's not common. So a lot of people also think that the Bigfoots are solitary creatures um, because typically they are observed solo. Um, It's very, very rare that you will report seeing more than one. So vocalizations. Um, They are said to howl, scream, moan, grunt, whistle, and that there has even been recordings of a supposed language from Bigfoot. So one man named Scott Nelson, who was a a retired U.S. Navy cryptologic linguist, analyzed audio recordings from the early 1970s that were said to be recorded in the Sierra Nevada mountains Um, They were dubbed the Sierra Sounds and stated, it is definitely a language and it is definitely not human in origin and it could not have been faked. So Les Stroud has spoken of strange vocalization he heard in the wilderness while um, filming Survivor Man. And he stated that they sounded primate in origin. So the majority of mainstream scientists maintain that the source of the sounds often attributed to Bigfoot are hoaxes or misidentified. Um, They think that they are from animals such as owls, wolves, coyotes, and foxes. Interesting. So some of the alleged encounters. Um, 1924. There was the event um, between the miners and these large, hairy ape men. Um, It is referred to as Battle of Ape Canyon. And these ape men threw rocks um, onto their cabin roof from a nearby cliff after one of the miners allegedly shot one with a rifle. So in Folk, Arkansas, in 1971, a family reported that a large, hair-covered creature startled a woman after reaching through a window, um, but this was later deemed a hoax. In 1974, the New York Times presented um, this tale of a man named um, Albert Ostman, who was a Canadian prospector, who stated that he was kidnapped and held captive by a family of Bigfoot for six days in 1924 in British Columbia. Six days. Six days. That's 
crazy. I mean, like, that's a long time. Yes. And then something that I think is really interesting. Um, so there's actually a 2021 Hulu documentary series called Sasquatch. And in it, they talk about how marijuana farmers will tell stories about Bigfoots harassing and killing people within the Emerald Triangle region um, in the 1970s through the 1980s or 1990s, sorry. And specifically, they think that it's the alleged murder of three migrant migrant workers in 1993 that were Bigfoot. Three of them. They killed that Bigfoot. Bigfoots killed three of these migrant marijuana workers. I mean, that's pretty big if they, if this actually was Bigfoot in some way. Mm-hmm. Yes. So investigative journalist David um, Holthouse, he kind of attributed the stories to illegal drug operations using the local Bigfoot lore to scare away competition, specifically superstitious immigrants. And that the high rate of murder and missing people in the area is just because of other humans, which is fair. Yeah, I mean, that's absolutely something that is possible, for sure. So in Kitsap County, Washington, in the early 1990s, 911 audio recordings were made public in which a homeowner called law enforcement for um, for assistance with a large subject described by him as being all in black, having entered his backyard And he'd previously reported to law enforcement that his dog was killed recently um, when it was thrown over his fence. That's horrifying. Yeah. Mm -mm. Yeah. So an anthropologist named Jeffrey Meldrum notes that any large predatory animal is potentially dangerous to humans, specifically if provoked. And indicates that most anecdotal accounts of Bigfoot encounters result in the creatures hiding or fleeing from people. So he doesn't think that they are violent or dangerous. Yeah, because it's never really been something that's been reported. Until those, you know, those marijuana worker. Immigrants, yeah. Murderer, murders, and then this dog. Yeah. So some amateur researchers think that the creatures... um will take possession of intentional gifts left by humans, such as food and jewelry, and will leave items in their place, such as rocks and twigs. Skeptics, though, argue that these are easily faked because, like, clearly they are. However, like, it'd be so easy, like, set down a loaf of bread and then have one of your friends run over and swap it with a rock and then you'd come back and be like, oh, my God. Yeah, I mean, that is pretty easy to fake. Yeah. So some of the popular theories as to what Bigfoot actually are um, are bears, escaped apes, humans, pure um, hoaxes, a, this is a long word, it's a big word, Gigantopithecus, which is a Southeast Asian um, ape species. Um, They could be what were believed to be extinct giant apes. And the other theory is um pareidolia do you know what that is no i have no idea what that is so it's the tendency that humans have to impose a meaningful interpretation on what they're seeing so they will see an object a pattern or meaning where there isn't anything so if you think about like if you're in a forest and you're just staring into the trees 
you might start to see things in those trees that aren't there because your brain is trying to see something that's not there. Yeah, you're trying your brain is like trying to see something but there's nothing to see so it just kind of makes yep. something up for like you. Like when you're looking at, you know, the people that like pop bread out of the toaster and they're like, "Oh my god, it's Jesus on my toast." Yes. Yeah. That type of thing. <laughs> so there was a 5-year study of alleged Bigfoot DNA samples. Um But prior to peer review of the work, DNA Diagnostics, which was a veterinary laboratory um, that was led by veterinarian Melba Ketchum, they issued a press release on November 24th of 2012 claiming that they had found proof that the Sasquatch is a human relative that arose approximately 15,000 years ago as a cross between modern Homo sapiens with an unknown primate species. So Ketchum called for this to be recognized officially, stating that government at all levels must recognize them as an indigenous people and immediately protect their human and constitutional rights against those who would see um, in their physical and cultural differences a license to hunt, trap, or kill them. But they she couldn't find somebody to publish the results. So on February 13th of 2013, they announced that their research was published in the De Novo Journal of Science. But right right before this release, nine days to be exact, before them announcing that this is the journal it was going to be released in, the journal's domain was registered anonymously. So the only edition of De Novo um, was listed as Volume 1, Issue 1, and the only content was Ketchum's paper. That's weird. So she, like, they self-published it Absolutely. in a fake scientific journal to try to sound more legit. <laughs> yeah, to try and, like, sound more legit and, like, get it out there because nobody else wanted to publish it. Yep. And basically right after the paper was released, it was analyzed, and people were like, doesn't look to be like the best science. Um, they were kind of like, there was a lot of geneticists that looked at it and they were kind of like, this doesn't really make sense. Like you're kind of just creating your own conclusion. That's not a good look. No. <laughs> That's not a good look at all. Not at all. Like they basically were like, no data, no analysis were presented in any way to support the claim that these samples come from a new primate or human primate hybrid. Um, that was a guy that works for Princeton who said that. He was like, the analysis either came back as 100% human or they fail in ways that suggest technical artifacts. Um, so it basically is just kind of bullshit. I mean, it sounds more than just kind of bullshit, but... Yeah, I mean, it's it's bullshit. So a lot of people have dedicated time to hunting for these and there's a lot of people that have gotten like footprint casts and things like that that they are then searching um like searching for evidence from basically and in 2005 matt crowley obtained a copy of an alleged bigfoot footprint cast called the onion mountain cast and was basically able to recreate the dermal ridges from the foot. And 
um, another guy, um, his name is Michael Dennett of the Skeptical Inquirer, spoke to police investigator and primate fingerprint expert um, Jimmy Chilcutt in 2006 um, for comment on the replica. And he stated that Matt has shown artifacts that can be created at least under laboratory conditions and field researchers need to take precautions. So he said that, um, like, this was kind of different, though, because, like, previously he'd said that um, some of the alleged Bigfoot finger or footprint plaster casts he examined were genuine due to the presence of unique dermal ridges. So he's kind of flip-flopped on it. Yeah, he's going back and forth. Mm-hmm. Um, so in 2015, Centralia College professor Michael Townsend claimed to have discovered prey bones with human-like bite impressions on the south side of Mount St. Helens. And he claimed the bites were over two times wider than a human bite and that he and two of his students also found 16-inch footprints in the area. Um, But Jeremiah Byron, who hosts the Bigfoot Society podcast, believes that Bigfoot are omnivores, stating that they eat plants and meat. So that would line up. Um, so they eat everything from berries, leaves, nuts, and fruit to salmon, rabbit, elk, and potentially bear, given their size. Um, there's also um, the host of Expedition Bigfoot on the Travel Channel thinks that, um, like he's mentioned, that he's heard reports of Bigfoot allegedly hunting and consuming deer. I mean, it would make sense. Yeah, it would Absolutely. make perfect sense. So... Claims about the origins and characteristics of Bigfoot have also crossed over with other paranormal claims, including um, that Bigfoot extraterrestrials and UFOs are related or that Bigfoot creatures are psychic. Um, And one of my favorite theories is that they can cross into different dimensions or they're completely supernatural in origin. So, There's other claims saying that Bigfoot has been associated with conspiracy theories, including a government cover-up and, like, all this stuff. But the interdimensional theory, I think, is fascinating. So this theory is basically that the reason that people will see a Bigfoot and then it literally just disappears right before your eyes is because they can cross into other dimensions so they're only like blipping into ours for a minute and then they're going back out okay that's i think it's so cool that is yeah that's fascinating because if you think about it a lot of the sightings are very very short very brief it'll almost be like walking in the open and it goes behind a tree and it never comes out the other side of that tree yep but it's also too big to be fully blocked out by the tree it just like vanishes exactly and uh, like there's not a lot of evidence of people like finding out that this is something that like lives deep in the forest and there's multiples of them. Like there's essentially no trace of these things. No, you'll occasionally find footprints. People find like the bent trees, but disturbed that's brush, things like that. But like they, they, they're not finding bones. They're not finding remains. They're not finding anything like that. So like Well, and also the, I think the thing that kind of gets me a little bit is they're not finding anything that would be that would like serve as housing purposes like any sort of shelter that these bigfoot use i mean it depends though because if you think about it they could also be 
living in things that people are attributing to bears. Yeah, that's true. Like, there's a lot of things. Or, like, if they really are as big as they are supposed to be and they're in the mountains, there's probably caves high up there. Maybe that's where they're snoozing. True. I don't know. I just think it's really interesting that, like, nothing that you would think of as, like, being able to track back to any sort of animal, you cannot find with these at all. Yeah. So do you think that they're, like, what are your, like, feelings, thoughts, and views on Bigfoot? Uh, Yes. I think Bigfoot is something that's out there. I don't know what it is. I have no idea. It interests the shit out of me. (laughs) Like just kind of all growing up it was just something that like has interested me and i'm like what the hell's going on here trying to like figure it out all of this stuff but i still am not sure where i stand on what i think it is that's fair like what's going on i absolutely think that it's something but i don't know what yet that's fair what do you think i don't know what i think this is the first one that has had you stumped not really because i'm 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 similar on all cryptids and like Bigfoot's a cryptid, Loch Ness Monster's a cryptid. I love them. However, I don't fully know what I think. Like I can't like, I can't a hundred percent with like certainty say, yes, Bigfoot is real. He's chilling in our backyard. I hope he's not chilling in our backyard. We'd see him. I really hope not. We'd see him. Well, maybe not. There's a lot of mountains around here. (laughs) Yeah. But, like, I can't with 100% certainty say, like, yes, I believe Bigfoot is real. But I also am, like, but what if it is real? (laughs) Like, the areas that it lives, like, if you think about, like, even where we live, there's a lot of uncharted territory here. There's a lot of places where humans still don't go because we kind of can't. Like, there's a lot of places around here that don't have roads. I was looking at properties not even 45 minutes from here that literally don't have roads up to them yet. Yeah. And there's, I mean, if you think about it, like, we have so many mountains and so much, like, so much open space that people have not been to because it's just, it's impossible to get to for humans. And if you go there, you're not, like... I don't know like there's just so many places that like maybe some backcountry skiers would go maybe some like intense backpackers would go but like you don't really wander off trails here unless you're really prepared for that because it's really easy to get lost here Mm -hmm. it's easy to get turned around on trails if there's like a trail that branches off into multiple it's hard sometimes to be like wait which one did we like how do we need to get back exactly yeah um So I think that it's, like, totally fucking possible. I think there's a lot of creatures in our world that we have not yet discovered. However, that fucking internet interdimensional being thing just, like, tickles my brain in a special way. And I'm like, yes, what if he is? I mean, now that you say that, it definitely gets my mind going because I'm like, that would make so much sense with the amount of interaction that people have had with these things. And the type of interaction and the whole, like, not necessarily, like, leaving a trace mm-hmm. if they're not here all the time and somewhere else is their home like maybe they just come here to like get food they just like send like we're their like grocery store they just like pop in here grab some salmon and go home 
Yeah, which, I mean, could absolutely be the reason that people typically only see one at a time. Yeah. Yeah. They fascinate me. I think they're so interesting. And also, my, like, high school band teacher is hard for Bigfoot. Like, I'm not even shitting you. When he would, like, during, I think it was, like, your junior or senior year, you had to be kind of, like, one of his favorites. But he would take some of the band kids on, like, a multi-day Bigfoot hunt somewhere in like Washington, Oregon, or Idaho. That's insane. (laughs) Yeah. Like I always wanted to go on one of them, but I never did because I like dropped out of band my sophomore year. But like I'm pissed at myself for that because I was like, bitch, you could have gone on a Bigfoot hunt with like your friends and your band teacher. Like how much fun would that have been? (laughs) So much fun because he was he was super fun. Like he was a he was a fantastic teacher. And I always thought it was so cool. They would just go backpacking, essentially. He would, like, have everything planned out. He would take just the right amount of students to, like, teacher ratio. Then they'd go backpacking for, like, a week or something to go hunt Bigfoot. And I'm like, that's that's so Montana. Oh, yeah. I'm sure that that wouldn't fly anymore, though. Probably. I guarantee you it wouldn't. Guarantee you. But, I mean, even around here, like, Bigfoot hunting is, like, a thing. Like, there's festivals and there's, like hunts that people put on where hundreds of people show up like I remember like when I was in like middle school or high school or something there was gonna be like a horseback like you know those like jackpot rides where you like ride through and find cards and like whoever has like the best yeah like hand essentially wins like cash Mm -hmm. they were doing something like that but it was like a bigfoot horseback hunt (laughs) yeah I mean and there's my dad wouldn't let me go (laughs) yeah shocker lame But yeah, I mean, like, I think about some of the places that, like, my dad goes hunting because he goes hunting on horseback with his friends. Like, that's the only way that they hunt. They don't really, like, drive out somewhere. Like, they they trailer somewhere, unload horses, gears, and then go hike, like, ride up deep into the backwoods and set up a camp. Mm -hmm. And so, like, maybe he's seen Bigfoot. I should have called him. You should have. You should have asked. I'm like, hey, dad, have you seen Bigfoot? (laughs) Quick question for you. Have you have you stumbled upon, across Bigfoot in the crazy mountains? <laughs> but I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if he had. He he totally would play it off. He's like, I was just a bear. Oh, <laughs> He's absolutely. one of those people. Maybe we should go on a Bigfoot hunt. I don't know if that's a good idea for the two of us to be completely well, honest Well, we'd need more people. We would need more people. We would need some more people just in case. But, like, I don't think that Bigfoots are, like, aggressive no i 100 percent think it's just gonna be like oh shit there's a human and like shuffle away from you as fast as possible yeah for sure i don't think it's coming at you i hope not because i i'm not gonna be able to do anything do you think though that it's like an ape human hybrid do you think it's like an ape like an what we thought was like an extinct ape or like what is your thought on like what it actually is i see that is something that's difficult for me because like Humans do some weird ass shit, so it would not surprise me if it's some sort of like human ape hybrid. But the thing that gets me with just like the extinct ape thing is that you would think that we would have found more of them. You'd think that we like would have found DNA samples, things like that, found out how they live and kind of like how they cohabitate, and we just haven't found that for Bigfoot. That's fair. And so I think that's the part that kind of gets me the most is because if it was something that was extinct, obviously we know a little bit about what they did before they went extinct, but now we have no idea what this is doing. So that doesn't really add up for me. That's fair. 
it doesn't really make sense sometimes i wonder if it's like a time slip i'm gonna be completely honest i'm gonna throw out a wild theory like wild theory sometimes i wonder if it's like a time slip situation and these are actually like og humans like mid evolution humans don't say that to me <laughs> do, do not say that not to us me. going down like a conspiracy theory spiral oh yeah we're spir- spiraling right i now. mean i figured we would i gave us plenty of time to spiral for this one no i just like i i don't know like i said humans do some some weird ass shit so like it would not surprise me if that is what's going on here but well like maybe it's like almost extinct maybe there really only is like a handful left and if they are some type of human hybrid maybe they are smart enough to like bury their dead and like do things like that that we wouldn't necessarily or like what if they like fucking cremate them true plot twist that's why all wildfires are started no (laughs) i need to stop i don't know what's wrong with me knock it off Rain it back in. Rain it in. Rain it in. Sorry. Just tossing out theories. That's a bad one. <laughs> I mean, is it? If you think about where the wildfires are the worst, it's Bigfoot country. Stop it. I'm just saying. Stop it. <laughs> just saying. Plot twist. This is now a conspiracy theory podcast. I just throw out my wild and radical ideas. And I tell you to knock it off. Yeah. I don't know, though. I'd like... We gotta go on a hunt. Yeah, no, I definitely would be down for that because I don't think it would be, providing we don't get lost in the forest anywhere, we'll be fine. We'll get the right equipment. It'll be totally fine. Yeah. We just got to find, like, certain, like, trails and stuff that are, like, deep in big Bigfoot com- country and just go for, like, a, a week. week. Just do, like, a week week-long backpack trip. Yeah, for sure. Which, I mean, even if we don't see Bigfoot, it'll be a hell of a time. Exactly. It'd be so much fun. Yeah. Okay, well, we'll just put that on the books for next year. Okay. We got so many things going on the It's books. getting really out of hand. It's getting really out of hand. I swear every time we make an episode, you're like, oh, on the books for next year. And I'm like, there's only 365 days in a year. We'll figure it out. And there's a lot of things <laughs> on this list. I know. It just keeps growing. It just keeps growing. Well, a lot of the ones that I want to hit are like close together, though. But they're far away from here. That's the issue. Not all of them. Most of them. The only really far one that I want to do is Salem. And Danvers and the Lizzie Borden house. But those are all in the same area. It's in Massachusetts. Which is on the other side of the country. Yeah, but we just have to travel there once. And then just hit those three and then we can fly home. Okay. The logistics work out. I'm letting you handle all of the logistics. I'm just along for the ride. That's fair. That's usually how it goes. You're like, I'll just show up. I'll just be there. (laughs) I'll just show up. So yeah, that was Bigfoot. I love how neither of us have a strong opinion on this one. (laughs) It's hard to. It's so hard to. It's, It's hard to figure out what you think. Like there's not a lot to go on. Yeah. So it makes it tough. That's true. That's really true. I... Yeah, I would love to know what other people think. I just um, think it's one that people can have so many different opinions on and so many of them are valid. Like so many of them you're like, oh, that absolutely makes sense. Like I think it's super easy to like f- really like push any theory. For sure. Just because there's not an- enough concrete evidence for one versus any other one. 
I feel like there's more concrete evidence that it doesn't exist than there are that it does exist, but I just don't want to believe that. Stop bursting my bubble. I am trying not to burst my own bubble. I'm not trying to burst yours too. Don't worry. I'm just saying. I I love it. I love I love cryptids though. I think they're so fascinating. They're so fascinating. They make my brain work a little extra hard when we do these episodes. That's true. That's true. It's a little bit different than like haunted yes or no. It's like, do you believe in this exotic creature that you've never actually seen with your own eyes? The answer is yes. <laughs> the answer is always yes. Oh, that's the theme of this podcast. The answer is always yes. We need to do an episode on Mothman. I fucking love Mothman. <laughs> fucking love Mothman. Do you know what Mothman is? I just listened to a podcast today that went over it, so I'm a little scared. Oh, my God. I love Mothman. I want to go to the Mothman Festival. Oh, no. We should go to a Bigfoot Festival next year. Oh, absolutely. I am down. Fun. That would be super fun. There's one There's one near in Montana. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Like outside of Missoula or something? It's, like, over in that area, Yeah, I, I think so, because that's, I mean, over on that side is going to be closer to, like, Washington and things anyway. In so. Idaho, because you get, like, we're, like, right when you start to get those thick forests. Yep. And then if you just keep going west, they just get a little bit thicker. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, next week we'll be back to our regularly scheduled program. We're going to go to Canada. I'm not telling you where it is. Hey, I'm down for Canada. I would love to go to Canada. Yeah, I'm excited. It's one that I don't know anything about really. Um, so I'm super excited to learn about it. Um, it's just one that I've heard like tiny bits and pieces of over the years but never have like sat down and gotten the full story so i'm pumped i'm jazzed i'm ready <laughs> you're I, not you're not well the the hamster wheel is turning in my little brain there so i'm trying to figure out what you're talking about you'll find out in just a couple days we'll have to record again in a couple days okay and then you'll know i will well, obviously i'll know at that point <laughs> all right so you guys will have to let us know what you think. Um, let us know if you think that Bigfoot is real or if you think that he is a hoax. You can message us on our Instagram, which is at Lady in Black Podcast. You can send us an email to ladyinblackpod at gmail.com. Or you can actually contact us through our website, which is ladyinblackpodcast.com. And this has been Lady in Black.